Hey guys, I'm Jen, owner of Jen Davis Design. And I'm Giselle, owner of Wander Design Co. We're so excited to welcome you to Better, a brand designer podcast. We have open and honest discussions about what it's really like to run a design business, diving into the stuff you don't see on Instagram. We're all about giving you actionable advice and fostering a supportive community of the coworkers you're missing. Just remember, the only designer you need to be better than is the one you were yesterday. I'm Jen. I am the owner and chief creative officer. Just invented that title. No big deal. Of <laughs> Jen Davis Design. Um, you can check me out at jendavisdesign.com and on Instagram at jendavisdesign. Um, I am a brand identity designer and web designer. Um, and I actually just started my business not too long ago. So I am in the same boat as most of you guys. Um, and a fun fact about me is that I have a little money tree on my desk. I don't know if you guys know what that is. I didn't know that. It is, um, it's, I think it's in the bamboo family, but I bought it when I started my business. And as my business grows, so is my money tree. And hopefully so is my income. There's definitely a relationship there, but I just repotted it today. So that's really, really exciting because my business is growing and so is my money tree. Yay. That's awesome. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Um, I'll do a fun fact similar to yours then. (laughs) Hey guys, my name is Giselle. I am the designer and founder of Wander Design Co. And I focus on brand identity design and WordPress websites. This is my third year in business. Um, So I'm a little ahead of Jen, but we're still very similar in like handling client situations and love hearing what Jen has to say, as well as giving advice from what I've learned the last three years. So my fun fact is that on my last birthday, which was in October, at sort of close to the end of my two years in business, my friend gave me a bamboo plant. And it was a kind of like a, you know, good luck for your business, because I have some really huge goals this year. And since I got that bamboo plant, I don't know if it's a mindset thing, but it's kind of like my money tree. <laughs> That's awesome. That is so yeah. funny. I guess our fun facts were plant themed today. So hope you yeah, there we go. that. <laughs> so our topic for today is something that is kind of hard to talk about. And I feel like it's something that not a lot of designers talk about um, because it, you know, it kind of hurts a little bit. We're going to talk about when a client rejects you or when you don't win someone over or when someone decides to go with a competitor. And people do not share this on social media. Yeah, it can be something that's so personal and a lot of people feel a lot of shame. And we're gonna talk about how we can prevent these terrible feelings and how we can move forward and just make these learning lessons. Yeah, exactly. So I actually had an experience with this. I'm like, I'm sure every creative or every person in business ever has had a deal with rejection. But like, I have a story that's particularly salient because it was so recent. Um, I got contacted by a dream client. Um, she worked in the creative industry. Her Instagram feed was like the color palette of my dreams. Like she was super sweet and like I really connected with her. And then, uh, you know, we kind of chatted and, I, you know, I tried to get her on the phone and she was like, well, I'm kind of looking around and looking at my options. And I was like, yeah, it's totally fine. Like, just let me know. And um, didn't hear from her. Didn't hear from her. I'm sure you guys have definitely <laughs> dealt with something similar. And then she 
well, actually she didn't reach out to me. I finally reached out to her and was like, Hey, you know, just wanted to check in and see what's going on. And you know, if you needed, if you needed any questions answered or anything. And she, she was like, Oh, I decided to go, you know, with someone else, but like, thank you so much. And, and I was like, Oh, I was, I was pretty bummed, you know? Yeah. They made me second guess my work and, you know, I immediately jumped in and started stalking her follow list to see who she had hired. And I know that's not healthy, but yeah, so that was a pretty bummer situation. Yeah. And thank you so much for being so transparent with that, because like you said, like we need to talk about these things a lot more. I know because everyone experiences this. Yeah, exactly. Like I've experienced that so many times that um, I think my most recent one was um, there was this client that I was so looking forward to working with because I absolutely love her business. I'm a client myself of hers. And I just thought this would be a dream. It's for a spa. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Say no more. Yeah. And it's like literally down the street. I've had a lot of services done there and like really enjoyed the experience and everything. And I know that her online presence and everything was just doing her a huge disservice. So that's why I reached out and everything seemed great at the beginning. And we even had like an in-person meeting. It looked like a really great potential client. And uh, after I sent her, actually, after even the meeting, like she just started ghosting me. And at first, I thought, okay, well, you know, maybe I just need to keep following up. And, um, you know, just at some point, I realized, like, oh, she just doesn't want to work with me for whatever reason. It was one of those situations where sometimes even the client meeting will go really, really great. And you have to just, like, you start to think back on, like, what did I say? Like, what did I do wrong? What what happened? I know. I you start to second guess yourself. Yeah, exactly. And I think people, a lot of the time, especially when they're potentially checking out some you know, creative service providers, they get really excited about it because it is really fun. It is fun thinking about, you know, whether you're designing a brand identity for, or when you're getting a brand identity designed for your business, or you're getting a new website or something like that, like people get pumped about it. And so then Mm -hmm. you are getting really good vibes from them on the phone. And then they get off the phone with you and they talk to their husband or they look at their finances or they sleep on it and wake up and think, Hmm, Maybe this isn't like the right time. How many clients have you had, you know, be like, oh, you know, maybe this summer when I'm less busy or like maybe in the fall, like, you know, once or once quarter three is done, like, uh, you know, at the end of the year, like then I'll (laughs) look at my finances and I'll, I'll check back with you. And like, it's so hard to hear that because you know that like 90% of the time, like you're not going to win that client. Yeah. It gets a lot harder to win that client because then they start to move on. And especially if you're not following up and checking in Mm -hmm. and even more, especially if they're not on your email list or if you're not engaging with each other on social media, it makes it a lot harder. Jen, would you agree that this is a lot like a kind of like a breakup feeling like like on a date and then like they just decide to move on with somebody else? Yes, exactly. So I have um, I've been married for three years and with my husband for a really long time. And so we got together before the dating app world kind of came out. And so (laughs) I'm just like I'm experiencing these dating app situations through my friends who are single and ghosting is just the norm, you know, like it's just like <laughs> the conversation's going great. And then all of a sudden nothing. 
where do you go from there? You know, because you get excited about it. You want to check your phone like, oh, he like messaged me or he texted me or whatever. And then they just disappear. Like, where do you put those feelings? Yeah. yeah. And if you don't get the feedback, then you're like, you really have no nothing to work from. Right. You you're, and, and of course, you think it was me. I suck. My work is awful. They didn't like me. <laughs> what we're in reality, like, you know, if we're, if we're talking about the, the dating thing in reality, it could have just been he is not really ready for a relationship or like he went on a trip to Europe or like something that's completely like not related to you. And I feel like yeah. more often than not, it's not you. Oh, yeah. You know, and I'm not just saying that. Like, I really think that because like whenever I get down about a rejection, my husband's always like, they're probably just not ready to hire you. And you probably wouldn't have wanted to work with them anyways, you know, mm-hmm. if they're not ready. Yeah. Which is hard to hear in the moment because like, Everyone I know, at least in the creative industry, our initial gut reaction is to just go inward and to Mm -hmm. put the blame 100% on ourselves. But we can't do that. And you definitely can't do it if you don't know why. Yeah. So let's talk about how we don't want to deal with this situation um, because it's inevitable. It's going to happen to all of us. And it's Mm -hmm. probably already happened to a lot of us. Jen, do you want to start off? Sure. Yeah. So um, I kind of mentioned this already, but the first thing I did when I got that rejection was I went into her follow list and tried to find every other brand designer that I could. And it like stalked the heck out of their profiles. And that just made me feel worse, you know, Mm -hmm. because I didn't know who they had hired. I didn't know if they had hired anyone. Um, I, I really like started looking at others work and, and started comparing my own work. And you guys know that that's never, a healthy thing to do. It's, I mean, it's good to like get inspiration from other people, but when you are in a headspace of like, not negativity, but like just being down on yourself and then you go and look at other people's work, you guys know, like that never ends up working out. The comparison game is so deadly. Yeah, it it really is. Like deadly is the perfect word. It's not just (laughs) dangerous. Comparing yourself to someone, seeing their work and thinking that they're better than you and that you don't have anything to offer your industry that could lead to you like shutting down your business. Like that could lead to like Mm -hmm. such horrible feelings. Not that like non-confidence is a horrible feeling, but just like, I I really do think it is. Like I think confidence is a hundred percent. Like it's everything. It's everything in business because like, if you don't have confidence in yourself, then like, you know, what are you doing? And I say that as someone who has not reached the hundred percent mark on confidence. And on top of that, like, if you're comparing yourself, then you are like hitting your confidence and you need confidence to sell yourself. Yes. And it's because you being confident, you know, to some extent that you have value to give. Right. And and the confidence reminds you of that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Looking at other people's work, probably not good. So definitely yeah. try not to do that when that happens. Uh, yeah, maybe even like if you if it's really hard to like not compare yourself to just stay away from social media to some extent like show up for your audience but mm-hmm. like stay away from your feed and like stay away from looking at other people's stuff maybe just right. for a little bit until you feel better because mm-hmm. it is kind of you know you have to cope <laughs> I know you do I mean like I don't want to compare this to grief at all because it's such a not you know it's not the same thing but like yeah on, a, on a, such a small level it kind of is you know you need to like take some time to you know do something for yourself just kind of remove yourself from the situation. Yeah. Cause like we're human beings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we're designers, but like we have hearts, you know, and yeah. we have doubts and stuff. I mean, and we, we just talked about this, but like you cannot let yourself doubt overcome like the confidence that you have in your work. 
I know mm-hmm. we kind of just mentioned that, but like, we just really, really wanted to hit on that because your self-doubt is something like I believe that like you have to manage. I don't think I'm ever going to get to a place in my career where I don't have doubt mm-hmm. um, and fear. I think those oh, are two same. really big things that are just always going to be with you. But we are in control of like how we manage those feelings. Yeah. So rather than thinking about like, oh, like I just need to like get rid of this doubt or this fear, like you can be the one that's in control of it. So mm-hmm. it's an action. It is a, like a, an actionable thing to not let yourself get down into that pit of despair, as I call it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you just naturally were to just let your feelings take over, as opposed to be mindful of how you react to the situation and how you perceive it, yeah. it makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, taking it personally too, yeah. we should try to not take these things personally mm-hmm. because in the end, it really is just business, right? So, yeah. and that's going to go into how we handle it healthily. Yeah. I'm not going to claim that I have always done this healthily, but like, this is, this is something that I've learned (laughs) from experience, from getting down for weeks and like, you know, on these rejections and stuff. So one of the best things that I did in my situation was I didn't just walk away from the conversation with her. Although I knew that I had lost her business, I still saw her as someone who could provide incredible value to me and my business. So that's so great. Yeah. I reached back out and I let her know like, Hey, like I'm really excited for you. I can't wait to see your project, you know, like just leaving things on like a really good, positive professional note. And then I also said, I would love if you could let me know the reason that you decided to go with someone else. Totally up to you if you want to share that. I just know it would really help me and my business better serve clients in the future. And she was really, really responsive to that. She let me know that she was looking for someone who had more experience in a different web platform that I didn't have. Mm -hmm. And so that made me feel so much better because it wasn't. I don't like your work. It was, you know, I'm looking for some technical ability that you weren't able to provide that like not only gave me some like clarity in the situation, but it also gave me like an actionable thing that I could take and work on for the next time that someone similar to her reached out to me. Yeah. Gosh, that is so valuable too. Yeah. She's great. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like I wish that every person who ghosted like would actually respond and tell you why. Cause I feel like it would just be such a great learning experience every single time. If you could ask people who never reached out to you, why they didn't reach out to you. Wouldn't that be so valuable so you could address those things? Yeah, definitely. And so this is a prime, prime opportunity that you can like make it work for you. And you can't do that unless you reach out to them again. Even if it's awkward, you know, even if they don't want to talk to you about it, at least you asked, you know? Yeah. And, and that also gets you out of your head and it makes you realize like, okay, you know, my mind was buzzing with, it's because I said I liked her shirt and whatever somehow triggered her. I know I was too awkward. Like, uh, yeah, exactly. It's because I was too awkward or I didn't ask about this certain part of her business. Like, Mm -hmm. like, no, you can just get so wrapped up in those tiny little details and you're just completely lost in your head that you're not taking a step back and seeing like what actually happened. And hearing that from the client herself or himself is like key for you to get out of that head. (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, I took her advice and it really made a big impact on my business. You know, I started learning more skills so that I could serve my audience more fully. And I really believe that I can look back to that moment where I got rejected by her and be so grateful for it because it allowed me to 
diversify my offer. It allowed me to serve more people in like a better, bigger way. And, you know, I know down the road, but I'm a millionaire, you know, because that's the dream for everyone. Right. (laughs) Um, I can look back and be like, I'm so happy that she rejected me. Yeah. And I think that that is the place where you can get to. I know it sounds like nuts in the moment where you're like, how can I ever be happy about losing business? You know, that's money not in my pocket. That's like doubt and fear and all those things. But you really have the power to spin it in such a way that it works for you in the end. Yeah. And on top of that, like, don't you have a new inquiry because you added that to your services? I do. I do. I do. I, um, yeah, I added some, some web design services to my business. And, you know, just a couple weeks later, I was getting inquiries for that specific type of service. So I know like saying, oh, you'll get there. More people will reach out. Like that is hard to hear right after you've been rejected. But like, I'm sure every single person, uh, most of you guys included have had stories like that, where you've learned something from not necessarily a mistake that you made, but from a negative situation and you've made it work for you. Mm-hmm. And so that's just so important to like, it's all about your frame of mind. It's all about how you approach it mentally. Yeah, exactly. I agree. And and speaking of frame of mind, I think it's really also about um, separating yourself from your business. So hard, easier said than done, you know? Yeah, it <laughs> totally is because you feel like you are, like that's a limb of yours. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but if you can practice separating your failures and even your successes from your um, business and yourself, then you won't let your business define who you are because you're much more than your business. At the end of the day, you know, you have family, you have pets, you have like other hobbies, you have other things that you're interested in. And you just remember all of those other things and realize that um, there are other things in your life that are going well too. And just staying grateful is a really big one. Mm -hmm. For me, I think what I found like a key to my happiness is just showing gratitude and like being grateful. Mm -hmm. And um, that always brings me back to like, wow, well, at least I'm like super grateful. I'm in a situation where I can get rejected by a client and be okay. Right. Like, I mean, for those of you who work from home, you know, I mean, I'm sure it's it's a lot of you guys like that is something so like so foundational that not a lot of people get to do. And I forget about that personally. You know, I forget like when I wake up in the morning, like, man, I don't need to have a commute today. Like my office is in my house. Like that is something you're so grateful for. And exactly like when you said, like, you should be grateful for the opportunity to fail, the opportunity to get rejected, because that means that you're building something for yourself. It means Mm -hmm. that like, you're the one going out and like marketing yourself and trying to get clients, you know, like, you might be working as like a freelancer or a contractor for someone else, but you know, in those times that you do experience those like one-on-one rejections, it's just, it is something that we should be so grateful for. Um, like our businesses, I'm so grateful for my business. I love it. Like you said, it's like my arm, yeah. you know, if I like, I, so that's why <laughs> it's so hard to disassociate, but, um, yeah, you should disassociate, but also on the other hand, like, not, I don't know. It's confusing, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's it goes back to that cliche roller coaster ride, right? Yeah. Like sometimes things are going so well, and you're like way up high, and yeah. then it, it can be in the same day. It happens like up and down. I don't think I've ever had smooth, smooth sailing as a freelance business owner. <laughs> no. I literally do not think that I've had a, like a single month where I was like, oh, okay, like this is chill. It's either way too much going on or like 
nothing, you know? And yeah. like, that's a whole conversation for another. Yeah. Time, right. And in each one of those situations, you panic. Yes. It's just <laughs> panic, like, oh, no. panic and like anxiety all the time. But you know, yeah. that's something that we're actively working on, you know? Um, yeah. So exactly. Being mindful of the way that we perceive these things. So yes, it's going to do us a lot of good. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. And then the, the last way that we really think is just a great piece of advice to handle rejection in a healthy way is to use the time that you would have spent working on their project for yourself and your own business. So like I did it, I took a course in Squarespace design and I added a new service to my business. If I had been working with her, I may not have had the time or the resources to be able to add that into my schedule. Yeah. And on top of that, if you wouldn't have asked for that feedback too, you probably would have. I know, right? And like, I never would have learned how to like design in Squarespace, which is an incredibly valuable skill, especially today. So yeah. And then for a situation like mine, where I didn't hear back, um, no matter how many times I would follow up, um, you just like, if you have clients, just bring all that love that you were going to bring to that potential client and bring it back to your current clients and see how you can help them more and ask them like, Hey, you know, I love working with you. Everything has been so great on my end. What can I do for you that would make this service better? And what, what has been a little harder for you or confusing and then build up on that so that you can use that, um, to sell your, to your next potential client. Um, and if you don't have clients, like same thing, just see what, sort of things you could improve in your business or what skills you can improve on or even like do a passion project or um, do like a barter with a friend so that Mm -hmm. you can get a brand client and like showcase that work Um, and then no one has to know that it's a barter you know exactly like I I'm one of the biggest proponents for doing conceptual projects as long as you're being transparent about it with your audience I think it is 100% so valuable and useful for you to do like, you know, I don't want to say fake, like, because it is a real project to you, but it is a conceptual client and you can design the client too, you know, like, and so you can Mm -hmm. put the kind of work out there that you want to see there that you want people to hire you for. So yeah, exactly. Your dream projects. (laughs) Yes. I did so many of those. So many, I mean, go back and look at my Instagram, seriously. Like most of that stuff in the very beginning was completely conceptual and I was very upfront about it, but I think it really, really helped me get to the place where I am now for sure. Yeah, that's great. So now at the last part of our episode, we do our inbox. Yeah, every week we're going to pick a question that we collected from our research from you guys or from Twitter or from social media, and we will answer it to the best of our abilities very quickly. So this week's question is, how do you get your creative juices flowing when you're experiencing a creative block? I know that is so salient to so many of us. So Giselle, do you want to share what you do? (laughs) Sure. And this happened to me very recently because April was a tough month for me. I totally overbooked myself and that's another lesson learned (laughs) that we can talk about later. I know, but also a reason to be grateful too at the same time. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) So It was one evening, my husband had already come home. He was doing some grading because he's a lecturer at a university and I'm sitting down like it's after dinner and I'm going back to work and I was just so burnt out. Like I just couldn't even do a single, I couldn't move a single pixel basically. (laughs) And I knew that it was because I, my creative juices were just gone. Like I was so dried out and I just look over to my husband and I just tell him I need to go to Target. (laughs) 
and I head over um, just to get a novelty experience because I found that novelty experiences, no matter how big or how small, it can be as big as climbing a new mountain or it can be as small as going to Target and like looking at what is new. And I just walked around for like an hour. And their little section in the front, like they have this little like dollar to five dollar things where they have these little like yeah like like dollar section and stickers and like I always want to walk away with hundreds of dollars of that stuff but I, I <laughs> yeah it's that. dangerous it really is <laughs> but yeah so I like to get my creative juices flowing by taking my dog on a walk and before you say oh Jen that's so cliche <laughs> I recently added another layer to that I usually walk with headphones you know listen to podcasts listen to music or whatever. But I, I stopped doing that like two weeks ago because I needed to really think about like a problem I was having or I, I needed to like some creative inspiration for a project I was working on. And at first it was really uncomfortable, but as the walk went on, I started getting ideas and I started, I mean, my neighborhood is not the most inspirational in terms of beauty, But just being outside, outside my house, like letting my mind have space, that was where I I had these ideas that like pop into my head. That's actually where I had the idea to uh, name this podcast. So it works. I promise there is tangible evidence from my own experience. (laughs) It's almost like you're funneling your mind into like, nope, you can't think of anything else. You have to Mm -hmm. like sit in your mind and like kind of simmer things through <laughs> and just things will like start popping up too I mean like not just positive things like obviously worries and doubts will pop up but then you'll have those things that will pop up like wait what if I tried it this way or what if I did it in green or you know what if we called it this or you know what if I told her that you know if you're dealing with a, a problem or something like it mm-hmm. I, I highly highly recommend it and that is what I always tell people when they're you know experiencing some kind of block or you know just like writer's block or creative block or anything like that. Yeah. So So in either case, I think we both agree that you just got to get out of your computer. (laughs) You really do. Like, like, and that doesn't mean navigating away to a different tab. Like, let's be real. Or getting on on YouTube. Yeah. Like, don't go on (laughs) Instagram. For God's sake, don't go on Instagram, please. Like, you know, just get away from it. Get away from it. Like, maybe you can go watch Netflix in your living room. Maybe, but (laughs) like, just, just, just get away from Illustrator for a second. Do something completely different than what Mm -hmm. you're, you've been doing all day. That's been sucking your creativity. (laughs) Exactly. So we really hope that you guys were able to take away some really like tangible, tangible, (laughs) tangible, (laughs) actionable. I'm going to invent that word. Tangible. I love it. Tangible. Tangible (laughs) things that you can, that you can put into, into practice in your own businesses. We want this experience, this podcast for you guys to be, you know, not just hearing about our experiences, but finding little takeaways that you can use. So we hope that the next time you experience someone that is rejecting you or some type of failure in your business, that you are able to look at it with gratitude. You're able to follow up with them and learn. You're able to turn it into a positive experience. So yeah. And send us a message on Instagram too, if you're having a hard time or you recently had a potential client rejection and let us know how it went and and if you need any advice or if you just need to vent. (laughs) Yeah. Like that is like what we are here for, you know, I mean, working at home, this is a whole other thing, but it can be very isolating. So yeah, hit us up on Instagram, um, check out our website at betterbranddesigner.com. Um, and you can email us, um, individually, jen at betterbranddesigner.com or at betterbranddesigner.com. 
We hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Subscribe wherever you're listening to make sure you don't miss an episode. I bet you've got a designer friend who'd enjoy it too, so share it with them. If you'd like to submit an inbox question for us to answer on air or want to get in contact with us directly or are interested in a guest interview slot, reach out at inbox at betterbranddesigner.com. Working from home got you down? That's exactly what our Facebook group is for. Search for Better, a brand designer podcast to join us. And visit us online at betterbranddesigner.com to learn more about our podcast and each other. 